Let's face it, our fourth line is better than yours. We talk fourth line best bromances on the Wild roster and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just a reminder to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, Marissa Voss joins us as we give some love to the fourth line the guys that have helped propel the team forward here over the last couple of weeks. And we'll talk bromances. There are no shortage on this year's Wild team. We'll talk that as well here today. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. As mentioned, we are joined by Marissa Voss today of Wild Takes and 10K Takes. Marissa, welcome to the show, your debut here on Lockdown Wild. And I... Could think of no one better to hop on and help us talk about the fourth line for the Wilds. We're going to have fun today. We're going to have a lot of fun. The fourth line is my specialty. I love all of it, and you couldn't have think, picked anyone better, to be honest. But really happy to be on Lockdown Wild. Like I've been like listening to you guys, rooting for you guys, so I'm like, oh, yeah, it's my time to shine. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So fourth line, and I made the claim that and I would have to go and look to make sure that this is accurate, but I made the claim that the Wild have one of the better fourth lines in the NHL, and just you look at what they all do throughout the course of a game, and I would have to imagine they got to be up near the top of the list because they provide solid production. They are really good at uh, the particular roles that they play, and they're scoring a ton of goals right now. Absolutely. I think it's crucial for a hockey club to have a great fourth line that puts out the good hockey teams and the great hockey teams. If you can run four lines deep and your fourth line is just as good as your second, your third, your first, you're golden. And this line really is awesome, more or less for the fact that they're the nitty gritty kind of people. People They're scoring a lot of goals, absolutely, which is what you need. But they're putting the bodies on bodies. They're you know, getting those plays in the neutral zone that makes turnovers or do certain things. I just love this fourth line, and I think they need to be talked about more. Honestly, I don't think they're talked about enough amongst the wild, like, atmosphere and on Twitter. Everyone's so focused on, you know, second line, third line, but, like, our fourth line is so solid. You've got Mason Shaw, who is mm-hmm. just an absolute battler. He fights everybody. you got Ryan Reeves, who is physical and is just – he, he's the swag captain of this team. He has that <laughs> demeanor that he carries himself with. Oh, and then you got Connor Dewar as well, who is the uh, the PK specialist. He's the, the shorthanded specialist. What do you, when you watch and, and see Connor Dewar especially do his <laughs> thing, what sets him apart? And what, like, what skill set does he have that goes so unnoticed um, by a lot of wild fans because, you know, like you said, 
you don't really talk about the fourth line as much as you should, but yeah, you got some guys on there that have some elite skill sets. I think the fact of you hear his play a lot, right? Like when we were watching Colorado last night, there were a good amount of times where you heard Dewar over, you know, the announcers and on the sticks and his name because he's making those great stick plays and he's doing those things that are necessary that go unnoticed, right? Everyone wants to be the goal scorer. Everybody does. And that's what they gravitate to towards. But Connor knows his role. He's doing the things that get the goals to be scored by maybe somebody else. And I think that is way more important than scoring scoring goals in my eyes. It's always about the assists. It's always about the plays that are being made. And, you know, his face-offs, I love it. You know, his mentality to almost like have his eyes on the puck at all time, know where it's going to be, know where it needs to be passed. And just the chemistry between Connor Dewar and Mason Shaw is what really, like, I love about those two and about him specifically. I think he brings something great that a lot of people don't realize to the fourth line. Yeah, and, I mean, he's got some good speed. He also, we have seen a little bit of growth, I think, in that he's somebody that doesn't take any – Anything from anybody. We've seen mm-hmm. Dewar over the last couple of games <laughs> be a little more physical, and I think that stems to him um, just continuing to grow as a player and somebody mm-hmm. who you take him off of that penalty kill unit, you can see the difference when he's not there. Absolutely. He is, besides the fact of, again, besides Freddie Goudreau, who just scored two shorthanded goals against the Avalanche, he has been another shorthanded guy for us because he puts that pressure on. He never takes his foot off the gas. It's 24-7, and that's where he thrives, right? But again, I do like when you say he's coming into a little bit of his own because the way he was throwing fights and throwing haymakers (laughs) a couple games ago had me dying because Connor Dewar wouldn't have done that at the beginning of the season. And now he's fine. We're finally starting to see his style of play. And again, just physical. There is a word that I could describe Connor Dewar's play. It's physicality. He is not afraid, even though he's maybe a little bit smaller, not like a Ryan Reeves. He's not afraid to put bodies on bodies and really make those timely defensive moves or anything else. I just, I can't talk highly enough of him. Obviously his looks are great, but his hockey skills are way better. It is fun to see so many guys on this team who seem to have taken a playbook out or a play out of Jewel Erickson X playbook. Mm-hmm. You have so many guys on this team that are just not fun to play against. Brandon Duhame, Mason Shaw, Jewel Erickson X, Connor Dewar. And so it is fun to see that those guys are looking up to Erickson X as a mentor because that's that's not a bad guy to try to emulate your game off of. And Dewar fits in, as does Shaw, as guys that you just you don't ever feel comfortable when they're out on the ice because they're always physical and they're always going to make life miserable for you if you're trying to get the puck. Exactly. Almost swarming is the word that I would use. They are just like swarming the opponents. They're really making it, again, like you said, stressful, uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy when they're on the ice. And again, what you need from your fourth line. Of course, you want to, ha- again, have every single like line score. But no, there has to be a line that's the nitty gritty. There has to be the line that does those things to make the big time plays. I just love also Mason Shaw. Like I feel, again, like he's, again, another smaller guy, but his play too. We need to talk about him. He's scoring goals, and so is Revo coming out of nowhere. Nobody would have expected that. Nobody would have expected you to say, "Yeah, Revo's had like four goals." Like <laughs> that's not a thing, like at all. But it's it's 
the reality of this fourth line is getting hot at the exact time that we needed to with Kirill being out and us, you know, being plagued with injuries at one point. So just really awesome to see them just being tough. Yeah. And, and Dean obviously has a good level of trust in those guys because it doesn't seem like there's a situation where he hesitates to use them, whether it be late in the game, no matter what, it, it seems like he really is confident in throwing them out there on the ice because you know that you're going to get quality minutes from those guys and they're likely going to leave the opponent frustrated every time they're out there. Absolutely. And I think, again, it's a big thing because you've seen Kalen Addison, unfortunately, so sorry, state of happy. He's been in and out of the lineup, healthy, scratched, all of that. And that sucks. But these guys haven't been right. There have been you wouldn't think you would think maybe Connor do would get a healthy scratch. Maybe Mason Shaw, like, no, they've been consistently in that line because they know their job and they're good at it. And that's what Dean wants. Dean doesn't want you to do, do be doing too much, right. Or not enough. You're doing the perfect amount of what they need to do their job. And that's what makes a great hockey team play. And that's what makes everything go very smoothly because it's just, I can't talk about it enough. I don't know. It's, it is crazy to me to think about though, like this team and how well they are on top of everything and their chemistry. Like I love how Mason Shaw, cause Mason Shaw and Connor Dewar are roommates and their chemistry. You can just see like they're smiling in every picture, they're loving life. And that's what you need <laughs> out of your line mates. And that's what makes it like the best. Yeah. The chemistry has been a huge part of it too, because it helps to create that atmosphere that can handle tough times and can make it through adversity. And so you look at Mason Shaw and Connor Dewars, two guys that are friends, and, and it shows on the ice. There are plenty of others, though, that also fit into that category. And so we're going to go through and look at the best bromances on this wild roster as we continue Today's episode of Locked on Wild after a word from our sponsor, which for today's episode is the official sports betting partner of Locked on. That is FanDuel Sportsbook. The NCAA tournament is nearing the finish line and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will eventually cut down the net. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you hop over to Wild Takes to hear their latest episode. Elite content from Wild Takes on a daily and weekly basis. So make sure you give them a follow if you haven't already, but... Let's be honest, you should have by now. Exactly. Marissa Voss can, uh, joins us as we continue to uh, maneuver through a uh, fun little Friday episode here for you. And all right, Connor Dewar, Mason Shaw, mm-hmm. we're talking bromances here. You've got a lot on this team. 
obviously Kirill and Matt Zuccarello yes. probably takes top billing here. But let's go through and look at, uh, at, look at the rest because, mm-hmm. like I said, there are plenty. So which, so which are the notable ones, Marissa, in your head that, uh, that stand out on this team? So obviously it's Connor Dewar and Mason, Mason Shaw. Um, they're always like literally Connor is always messing with Mason in some way, shape or form, like pulling his Jersey or like getting pictures or like smiling. They went down a slide together for the love of God. Like they were both like tandem <laughs> on a water slide. So that is just in itself amazing. And I also think one, I saw a picture, I think it was yesterday. I think it was Marcus Felino. Yeah. Marcus Felino and Gus bus. They were doing chest bumps, and he posted it on his Insta story. That might be, that might be a new thing. And also, I think he just loves like goalies because Marcus also does that, that like flower, flowy, flower. So <laughs> that one obviously. Um, there's also another option for a tr- like a triple, like a three kind of thing. Um, Dewey one, Dewey two, Shazi. Yeah, and it's fun because those guys all came up at relatively the same time. So they yeah. played down in Iowa. And so obviously I know what you're referencing in the uh, the shootout win. was. I think that was against the Devils. I think so. Where they were all celebrating out on the ice. Um, yeah, it's it's a team that has just a ton, a ton of really good – vibes mm-hmm. and good chemistry. A few that come to my mind, Brodeen and Dumba, obviously, mm-hmm. like inseparable since they came into the league. So that's that one is that one is big, but then I'm also going to throw the Swedes together oh, because yes. they stories of them playing like cards on <laughs> the team charter, the the times that they've ridden trains. Yes. They're, they're playing cards and they seem like they're always coming in at the same time, coming into the arena. Mm-hmm. So got to put the Swedes, you know, Jewel Erickson, Marcus Johansson, John Klingberg, Oscar Sundquist. It's a lot of guys that, that fall into that realm. Philip Gustafson, Philip Gustafson, Gus Bus. <laughs> and then the other one, <laughs> What the, the other one that I'm putting in as an honorable mention is Dean and the refs. <laughs> <laughs> I was even going to say Dean and his assistant coach's chest because he just punches the crap yeah, out of the, it. The the fist the fist punch sellies after wins, which will never, never not be cool. Like so funny, and and I I find it funny too that there were tweets after the game against the Avs mm-hmm. from Avs fans who were saying like, geez, Wilds head coach acting like he just won the Stanley Cup. Like, act like you've been there before. And I'm like, buddy, this is not new. Like, this, this is not – don't talk about things you don't know. Like, this is something that Dean does after a close win. After almost every win, like, this is something that – it's just a bit for him, yeah. you know? Like, come on. There also were some takes that uh, Alex Newhook is better than Matt Boldy, too, um, from that realm yesterday. <sighs> so I was like, okay, I'm not going to get too far into this. We're not going to do this today. No. But um, how do we rank them? 
I don't know. And even though I also have a question that came to my mind, does Matt Boldy have a bromance with anyone? Are we missing out on the Bold's bromance? Does he though? Or is he just kind of hanging out? Ah, that's a good question. Because I feel like sometimes he's with Shazi and then Dewar, but then sometimes I feel like he's just like chilling in the abyss. Kind of lone wolf in it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's more doing that at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, he, it could very well be that he just is in that zone right now of like, I think so. Because, there was that great shot. Um, I think it might have even been one that that 10K tweeted out of him just like staring off into 2095 on the yes, bench. Just like, it's like Matt Boldy is on another planet right now. So he maybe he's just he's in kind of a zone of like I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bury a ton of goals in the back of the net and exactly. uh, we'll see where things go. I think. You gotta I think go. That's his thing. Yeah, I think you gotta go. Kirill and Zuki. Yes, probably one. top. But there's just no comparison with those two. Like they're yeah the memes, everything. It's those two. Yeah, the memes, the um, Zuki, the shots, the passes on the mm-hmm. ice, the goals, the fact that Matt's literally like Kirill is known to Matt's daughter as like Uncle Kirill. Yeah. That's that's taken top billing, I think, exactly. in my mind. Um, beyond that, probably got to go Dewar and Shaw, number two. Yep. Joe Smith wrote a story in the Athletic about the two of them. Um, yes. So I think that I think that adds to it. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably go number two, Dewar and Shaw, because yes. it also sounds like a law firm. Like you it could, does, doesn't it? You could put Dewar that. You could put that in those fancy letters on the like the glass you can't see through. Yes, exactly. Like somebody needs to make a graphic and have the two guy. This is what needs to happen. Listen, we need to have the doer and Shaw in like some bold, cool font, and then have the picture of them in the tuxedo like suit things at the bar. With that's the, hats. the graphic. Yeah. Yep. I, I, you're, you're on the right, you're absolutely on the right track there. Let's, let's get that cooking. Um, <laughs> beyond that, I mean, maybe uh, the Swedes third. Yeah. Swedes are third. I They're... think cause it's, it's this, it seems to be the strongest mm-hmm. bond, but it's also the newest. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's super new, but it feels like it's going very fast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rapidly mm-hmm. ascending towards the top of the list. So I think those would be, and then you got Dean and his assistants. Yep, is is probably just by default going to be in that fourth exactly. spot. And it's not that it's it's not that it's not worthy of a mm-hmm. top spot, but you're not going to knock any of those three out. Exactly. It's just not those those three are firm. There's also an honorable mention I, I forgot to do about a bromance. Um, Ryan Reeves and Smelling Salts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That might have to be fourth. That has to be fourth. Yeah, that's got to be fourth. If, uh, if anybody is curious, go find the video because Revo is, he's trying to, to get, and I've, I've done smelling salts before. Oh, so it's not pleasant. It is 
unreal. Like last year, MSU, like the athletic trainer was pranking me because they had him on the bench. So he had just like, oh, like literally a ton of them, right? In the bottle. And then he goes, and all of a sudden I'm like sitting there and all of a sudden I go, and I just take the biggest oh. inhale. And I'm just sitting there like, what just happened? He's like, oh, that was smelling salt. I did not go to bed until like 4 a.m. that night. And thank God it was Saturday so I could go out and burn that energy. Yeah. But oh my God. It's, you're just confused afterwards. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what's what's happening? And so Reeves, he, he tried one, clearly not strong enough. So he went and got a fresh batch and he paid the price for it. Like a oh lot. Oh my God, I thought he was going to puke. Oh. He said he, I think he said he nearly did twice. Yeah. And he's like, I still have a really, like it was after presser, like Michael Russo, I think was talking to him and like everyone else. And he's like, yeah, I definitely got a headache still from those smelling salts. Oh, jeez. Um, that has jogged my memory into another. Ooh. Marc-Andre Fleury in the post. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got, a I... good, we got a good list. This is this is fantastic. Yeah, I I think again just because of how long it's been long standing. Flurry mm-hmm. in the post has been a long standing friendship. Absolutely. Um, to the point that Flurry sometimes thanks them in French, sometimes thanks them in English, because you don't know you don't know where they're they're made. Exactly. Could be made in you Canada. Where are they made? That is such a good question. Yeah, I that that is that it's is above my wheelhouse. Somebody uh, somebody figure that out and then get back to us. Yeah, in the it, let us know in the comments. Yeah, somebody please. just somebody fire that up in the comments. But I would say flurry in the post mm-hmm. over Reeves and the smelling salts. But again, it's that longevity versus yes. the recency Newer. groundswell. Exactly. So that's our list of uh, a team that has no shortage of camaraderie and a bunch of just really tight bonds uh, that has propelled this team to where they are at. And speaking of where they are at and how they have gotten to this point, I want to finish today by talking a little bit about the uh, notion of trusting the process. So. We will discuss that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day of the week. Seth Topol joined by Marissa Voss of Wild Takes. Marissa, the Wild continue to win mm-hmm. without Kirill Kaprizov. Yes. They beat the Colorado Avalanche without Ryan Reeves, mm-hmm. without Brandon Duhame without Kirill and without uh, Gustav Nyquist. Um, And yet, it is interesting because, and I'm trying to phrase this in a way that is going to make it not sound like I'm trying to dismiss criticism. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not. Because there obviously are things on this team that are going to need to be shored up when we get to the postseason, but there were fans who were, dare I say, disappointed after the game against Colorado. And like, uh, 
again, I I was pretty I was pretty upset with how the third period went too. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really go into that situation where you're hanging on for dear life against a team like Colorado. So I acknowledge that, but this team continues to get to this point. They win games. They're in first place despite all of that. And so, yes, there is stuff that can be worked on, but this team is also finding ways to win in spite of those issues. Absolutely. And I think it's just the Minnesota curse. Like, it's the Minnesota sports curse because a lot of these fans – always expect such a disappointment, but also expect such perfection, which is such a weird thing. So like you want them to be perfect, but you are like waiting for us to lose. Like that doesn't make any sense. And I think people just are also afraid to buy into this team. You know, well, they put me down every year. Yeah, that's sports. That's, that's how it is every single year. You know, like Seth and I were talking like before we recorded this, like that is what sports are. You get pain, agony, and then you just load up the next year to do it all over again. (laughs) That's how it is, like, especially in Minnesota. But that does make me upset. I have gotten a lot of people on my TikTok talking about, like, first-round exits. Like, there's no chance in you guys doing anything. The Eastern Conference is great. Like, yeah, great, awesome. I'm not saying that, but I'm also going to be happy for my team when they win. Yeah, it's – a huge game. And it's a team that I don't think anybody expected to get to – this point this no. year after losing Kevin Fiala, mm-hmm. the stretches in which the goals just dried up. Despite all of that, the Wilds are still a first place team right now, three point lead, and only one team of Dallas and Colorado is going to be able to get a little closer because they both play on Saturday. Yep. But it's, it's a team that, despite some of the shortcomings, has continued to just rattle off wins, and they're beating teams like they're beating the Devils. They beat the Devils in New Jersey with Jack Hughes in the lineup. Yes, and that's, that's unreal. Yeah. It doesn't happen. It's, it's a team that has found ways to get it done, and at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. Bill mm-hmm. Guerin said it himself. It's exactly. all about winning. And yep. so, above all else, if you get outshot, if you go 0 for 3 on the penalty kill, if you go 0 for 5 on the power play, in, in single game sample sizes, that's stuff that can be frustrating, but like, they're 15, 1, and 4, I think, in their last 20 games. It might even be yeah. 16, 1, and 4 in their last 21 games. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that stuff exists. But this team's figuring out how to not make it a crippling issue. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing is like we are all doing this without our best player. And it's also ironic how our best player goes out and all of a sudden we can't stop scoring goals. Like that was an issue we had. Like Matt Boldy had zero goals in February. And now he had like two hat tricks in five games and then like 11 goals in nine games or whatever that stat line is. And that's unreal. That's something that we haven't heard of. And then Reeves getting in on it and everyone just dominating. So I think more or less like you, we wanted, I didn't expect this to happen at the beginning of the season. Nobody expected this. And the fact is we definitely didn't expect this when Krill went out 
and all of a sudden we're doing well yeah. and we're sticking to our ground and why aren't you guys happy? Like, this is so awesome. I just think people don't ever soak in the moment and they always go, well, we're still just going to lose. Like, yeah. And if we go first round, we go first round. I'm going to enjoy the fact that we just beat the Colorado Avalanche at Colorado. We beat the Devils at their arena. These are hard games. Yeah. And we did that. And, and I will say, I will throw some praise at this audience because I think by and large, very fortunate with an audience that is pretty level-headed with ebbs and flows, things along that line. But like scrolling through on Twitter after the game against the Avs, and it's like you would have thought we lost 5-1. to one. Yeah. And you got people who are saying, you know, you're you're not going to be able to you're you're not going to be able to ride Philip Gustafson. He's going to break down. His runs going to stop that he's on and it's like he's been doing this for 5 months. And so mm-hmm. I understand because as you said, it's Minnesota sports nature to just be waiting for that shoe that other shoe to drop. Exactly. Exactly. I'm of the belief where I'm like I'm going to wait until that shoe hits me in the head before I deal with it. Like, I think that's what they Minnesota wild and Minnesota sports fans need to do. Yes, I get it. But the thing is, if you are being so pessimistic in the moment, then you aren't enjoying the moment. Correct. The fact that this team is on a tear, the fact that they're doing great things that Gus is like the second best goaltender right now in the NHL. And Matt Boldy is absolutely tearing it up. Like these are things that we need to enjoy because we're, we have something really special and, all of this with Kirill gets out. So once Kirill gets back and even Nyquist comes into the play, like this will be very lethal. We will be a very good squad. And yeah, I know we got back to back home and homes with Vegas. And then we got to go to Pittsburgh. That sucks. But what if we win those games, right? What if we do well, like enjoy the ride. Don't be so pessimistic because in my personal opinion, I think we have a great shot of, if not winning two of those, winning all of them. Yeah, like just play the style, keep playing the formula. It's it's been a formula they've they've gone to all season. Exactly. Get a get an early lead and uh ride that goaltending, ride that defense. Let's uh let's make sure that that the Golden Knights turn up 2-7 off suited um instead of pocket aces. Yep. So We'll see, though. That, uh, I think, is going to do it for today's episode. Marissa, just let the listeners know, since it's the first time we've had you on, let them know where they can follow you and find you with the content you generate with uh, Wild Takes, with 10K Takes. Just, Just let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So on Wild Takes, uh, we are on TikTok, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and then it's Wild Takes 10K. That's our at. And then if you want to follow me personally, I do Twitter and TikTok the most, and it is at Marissa Voss, um, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-V-O-S-S. Excellent. Marissa, thanks for joining. Listeners, thank you for tuning in for yet another episode of Locked on Wild. So now that we're finished, make sure you check out, again, Wild Takes, their latest episode here this week. And make sure, if you haven't already, that you subscribe to Locked on Wild on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes, any pre- or post-game content, anything we've got to offer for you. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.